Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. I'm James. And I'm Michael. Well, I got to say before we start a few things here, because I was grabbing coffee and I came back to the, the pod studio that we're in virtually, and I just heard so much Animal Crossing talk that I felt like we were back to March 2020. Like, <laughs> is it are we full? Are we full circle Animal Crossing now? I think so. I I don't I mean, I don't really know what that means, but it is almost March. So kind no, of I, 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 I'm not back <laughs> into Animal Crossing, if that's what you're asking. I've been playing oh, it. I've been jumping mean, into no. it a little bit here and there, checking things out. But I would definitely say not enough has happened in Animal Crossing okay. to make this a full time game for me again. I, I just felt like there was so much talk about all the upcoming events, about everything that's going on in your in your in your neighborhood that like literally <laughs> on your island, just like everything is happening. And I have a bunch of new I have a bunch of coworkers that are now just gotten a switch and are getting Animal Crossing. I don't know if it's just like, hey, it's been a year right since. <laughs> We've been locked up, and now some people are like, oh, what's this Animal Crossing They're game? Like, I might as well jump in on this thing. <laughs> I mean, it's still a top-selling game. I just thought it was bananas, but okay. I, okay. I just I just thought that like I was completely missing out, um, but then also at the same time, because one of Heather's co-workers just got Animal Crossing, we're both about to start it back up, so I'm like, is the whole, is the, is the crew back? You know what I mean? Uh, I... I think that's pretty exciting that these people are getting into it for the first time. It's kind of crazy to me, but hey, whatever works, right? Whatever gets them into playing. I mean, I was just watching a stream uh, and and the streamer was jumping into Animal Crossing and kind of showing their island a little bit. And I was like, you know what? They I gotta... restarted their island too. Yeah, right. they, they had restarted their island. I think they were saying a couple months ago. And, uh, mm. and I was like, oh, let me jump back in and kind of you know, clean up some of my flower situation that I got mm. going on. And I know that we're currently in the middle of an event, I guess, but you wouldn't know it by looking at it. There's very few indicators of it. You know, there's some new items in the store for this festival that is going on. And the the town hall has a little bit of pizzazz. But other than that, there doesn't seem to be too much. I was actually mm. asking Christina because I'm like, I thought we were collecting new things because the snowflakes are still falling. Obviously, there's still snow, which that makes sense. But um, yeah, there's not a whole lot. I don't think if you jumped in, you would say like, whoa, things are crazy different. That's that's definitely not happening yet. But uh, I'm just jumping in maintaining the island, I guess, more or less, just doing a little maintenance around the island. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I've been. I am looking now because I know that we did recently talk about the new stuff that was coming out, and I want to know the exact dates because I think that the big <laughs> event is coming up. I don't think it's happening necessarily yet, mm -hmm. so I'm looking into it right now. I definitely say more people are now that Island Tracker's free getting some more downloads, not mass amount of downloads. Um, obviously, and I kind of wish I had put it free a long time ago, but more people are using the app, so that's good on a more regular basis. So. Again, Island Tracker is my turn up tracking app. Maybe I should change the name of it. I don't know if that could be a, a good thing. But um, I, I think it's, you know, hopefully over time people will use it more. But before we get into to this and we get the Animal Crossing update from Christina, I did want to give a short little update um, at the beginning here because I had a lot of people reach out to me after last week's podcast commenting on Twitter and um, emailing me as well and reaching out to ask me about my pinball setup. I mean, we talked about the pinball cabinet that I bought from Japan. You mm -hmm. guys remember that? Yeah. Um, so a lot of people have been asking me ab about it and I posted some photos on my Twitters 
um, because it came in. It was a multi-step adventure to figure out how to <laughs> to get this thing uh, to America. And it came in beautiful packaging, super well wrapped up. Um, big shout out to Buy Me, um, who um, is the, the third party shipper or whatever warehouse company. Uh, and it came in. And I will say I'm uh, from Far East Pinball, I'll put links in the show notes. And it is it is fantastical. Um, I will say uh, it's, the games I've been playing a lot um, are all pinball this week, but the cabinet is super sturdy. It's well built. It's all 3D printed 100 percent. But the, um, the the little, you know, the clicker buttons that you have, whatever those things, the switches, that's what they're called, um, are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that the launch ball actually says launch ball. It's like a custom uh, switch that is on there. The switch fits perfect. Uh, it you know it registers as a controller right away, and most of the games are really customizable. So you can you can customize it. It has motion control. There's a little sensor, so you can tilt it if you can tap it and like nudge it, which is cool. Um, but I have been playing tons of pinball, and I've gotten high scores. I've broken all my high scores with this thing, like wow. just a hundred percent, because it's. Um, you know, that realistic feel like it just is better. It, it, it just, it's not like it's, it's just emulating, you know, the triggers obviously, but it, something about it, like how it's set up at a tilt angle, it makes you feel like you're playing pinball. And I've been playing a lot of pinball and this thing is awesome. It's a game changer for me. I would say of playing pinball games, it is really sucking me into it. So it is, it is, it is fantastic. I, don't know how many of this dude's going to make, if he's going to make more of them or not. It seems like it's just random, um, but you can set up alerts on the website. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm blown away. I'm, I'm very impressed with the build quality, the switches, and um, it's, it's making me play better pinball. So just a quick update there. I'm going to do a full video review on my, on my YouTube as well. Uh, but it is, it is, it is cool. It is really good. Yeah. It looks pretty impressive. What was able to be put together there. Yeah, just Very from cool. 3D printing and little tiny, there's a tiny little board inside. You can kind of see through one of the cracks that like lights up red because it's a little like Arduino board that is um, emulating the controller. But yeah, even though it's 3D printed, I mean, it it's it's solid. So it, it's good. good. That's my update. Nice. Yeah, awesome. Nice. Okay, so I do have the actual dates here for Animal Crossing. So the actual festival event thing doesn't actually start until February 15th. The only thing happening right now is you can get new clothing from the Able Sisters. And sometimes you'll see some seasonal items um, in between now and the 14th. Mm-hmm. Well, February 1st and the 14th. So stuff doesn't happen for a little bit still. That's why you right. probably haven't noticed anything crazy. Yeah, like I said, the, the town hall has some decorations and I have seen things pop up. Uh, I just bought a headdress from the Able Sisters. So that was a new thing mm-hmm. for the festival. And the store has had festival themed items. You know how they had that like weird okay. little spot for Christmas and the toys and stuff. They're mm-hmm. reusing that same little area for like, uh, I don't know, tropical themed, uh, like I got a tropical umbrella. So that's the kind of stuff I've been seeing. But other than that, there's no, you know, like the snowflakes falling. There's nothing festive other than those those little things. I mean, it now is still winter. Why. So, well, I, I want it to stay sense. winter. I mean, I want to <laughs> yeah. definitely want it to stay winter time. But what I'm saying is like typically when we have, you know, the tulips or what was it? The uh the uh cherry blossoms like those petals were falling in the air i thought we were going to see something similar to that but i guess it hasn't started yet 
I got to get back into mm-hmm. it. I'm excited. I'm doing it. It's happening. It's all happening. <laughs> well, let's get to the news. We got a bunch of news. Um, last week, we talked about the latest financial reports from Nintendo. And later this week, uh, or last week, I would say they put out a Q&A section. So if you don't know, every quarter, you know, Nintendo puts out their financial statements. You get to see all sorts of cool statistics of how games are doing, how the consoles are doing. You know, we learned a lot specifically around, um, you know, the... Uh, Nintendo Switch outpacing the 3DS and creeping up on uh, the Wii uh, overall, you know, breaching basically 80 million uh, consoles and just kind of like completely crushing it just nonstop. Right. It's just it's kind of ridiculous as, as how well it's doing. And some a lot of the sales they attributed to first and foremost, multiple switches um, being requested in the household. So one of the things they said, they saw a, a, a 20% increase sell through for multi systems in the same family. Um, and I've, I've also heard that quite a bit. I mean, we have multiple systems here. I've heard some other people that are like, hey, you know, I want to get Animal Crossing, but, you know, I just want it on my own switch. And the switch Lite has been a driver for that, too. So they're seeing lots of demand there. Um, but at the same time, you know, while we do have Animal Crossing and other games we're talking about, we're always curious about what about other games that are coming. We have a bunch of cool stuff coming this week, obviously, with Super Mario 3D World, um, Bowser's Fury, and also Monster Hunter Rise and the new Pokemon Snap. But what else, right? There's not like there's been a direct or anything like that. And um, in the Q&A, they said, uh, hey, as always, you know, we're preparing we're preparing. You know, things are coming. It's happening. You know, we're, we'll announce it when we're ready. Um, and you'll know more. So I'm hoping that at E3 time frame or we get a Nintendo Direct maybe before that, if that's still a thing. And um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that we will get an announcement um, at some point. But that's what the Nintendo president um, Furukawa said in, in that Q&A section. I've linked to the Q&A as well. So you can um, read through lots of tasty bits in there. So definitely um, give that a read. Speaking of announcements, I think all of us have gotten a little, I don't know, worried maybe that we're never going to see a real Nintendo Direct again. It's been a little while, right? I mean, I think the last one was over 500 days ago. The official day was September 4th, 2019 was the last time we got a real Nintendo Direct. And I'm not talking, you know, the showcases, the partner showcases or something like the one where we were seeing, um, you know, the park at Universal. I'm saying something that had all of this juicy Nintendo information that we know and love. We have not seen one of those in a while. And a lot of people are saying, are they dead? Are Nintendo Directs officially dead? Well, there's hope. There is still hope. You're saying there's a chance, basically. Nintendo of America has recently did a post for a new job position. It's a an associate AV producer role. And in the description, it says, may assist with filming live action footage for use in Nintendo Directs and other content marketing initiatives. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we will see a real Nintendo Direct at some point in the future. I would find it hard to believe. I saw in a couple common threads and chat that, People said, well, you know, they had them and maybe they don't now. And it just seems like that was a direct line to the consumer that Nintendo had initiated. And it would seem that there would be. It it seems like it would be crazy to me that they would just vanish 
right? I understand last year was a different year. You had September that's rolling in a couple months, and then we were into the 2020 hellscape that we had. So maybe that was the contributing factor to no full-on Nintendo Directs. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm hoping we do see those again, and it seems in bad business for them not to do it. Right. I mean, that was a, that was a mini E3 every couple of months that just celebrated Nintendo. Why wouldn't they want to do that? I've, yeah. I kind of ha- I've kind of enjoyed the little mini directs that they've done because there have been so many of the little ones that they're kind of giving us just a, enough like a, a, a digestible amount of information in each one. But I mean, based on the job description, it's not really clear. It could just, you know, just use in Nintendo directs. That could mean anything. So I don't I don't know what this means. <laughs> I mean, the, the mini directs are fine for what they are, but they're not yeah. Nintendo directs. They're partners. So that's the problem. We don't get f- like first party news from Nintendo right now. We're getting their mm-hmm. third party news. So I think the the issue is that it would be nice to see what Nintendo has planned. Sure, we know there's going to be third party uh, developers out there that are that are making indies for for you know the switch but i think their concern comes in that what's nintendo making for the switch that's the bigger yeah. problem hopefully we'll learn something new soon <laughs> yeah it'll all happen it'll all happen at some point yeah. i mean obviously with the thing selling so so much right they can't not talk about it so and with all the anniversaries this year they're gonna have to do something yeah something something will happen well speaking speaking of super nintendo world michael uh, so obviously last week, February 4th, was supposed to be the grand opening of Super Nintendo World. And well, uh, that didn't happen because thanks COVID. Um, but there was a lot of press footage that was taken and was ready to be you know, released on February 4th. And it's just making its way online now. Um, there's a YouTube channel called Universal Parks News Today, and they've uploaded 21 videos of the park. So if you are the type of person who, you know, you plan on going there someday and you don't worry about spoilers or anything, check them out. There's a lot of interesting stuff. They have a full walkthrough of somebody actually going through the entire experience of the Mario Kart ride. Uh, and I will warn you, about half the video is spent walking through the queue. Uh, <laughs> but you still get to see all the fun, interesting things that they've set up and it kind of reminded me of like the I know, Michael, you're super into these like Disney videos that mm-hmm. kind of walk through the rides and stuff like that. And at least the Mario Kart one reminded me of that because they're literally showing all the little details that you'll see in line. There's like books, there's little Koopas all around and stuff like that. There's books, there's like a bookcase with all these books and they're like looking at all the different titles and they're all little Easter eggs, uh, stuff like that. So if you're into that, check them out because there's a lot there. Yeah. Yeah, did did it make you like want to be there? Did it make you like jealous? Do you want this now or are you still kind of unchanged on your thoughts for the park? Um honestly, it just made me want to go to Disney more, but <laughs> <laughs> just cuz I've never been and I know it's it's kind of cuz I watched more of those Disney videos and then seeing the Mario Kart ride in detail, it just made me want to go and experience Disney before I go mm. and experience Nintendo World, but mm. or Super Nintendo World, but I don't know. Maybe that'll happen because who knows when it's going to come to the U.S. Right, and who knows what theme it's going to be in? If it's going to be in like a Zelda theme, or if it's going to be basically a carbon copy, we don't know. So, yeah, yeah. I just want to go to Disney, basically. So, 
<laughs> it just made me miss theme parks, I guess, yeah. if nothing else. It didn't yeah, make me necessarily yeah. need to be at the Super Nintendo World, but it made me miss theme parks in general, whether that be Universal or Disney World or whatever. It was just kind of nice to see, oh, that was a thing at one point, and uh, people are still, mm-hmm. that that could someday be the dream once again. So, yeah, I uh, overall, I thought the video was, it, there was some cute stuff but i i don't think it added much more than what we've seen in the past with some of those videos and photos and the tour that we got from the nintendo direct um but it i mean it's it seems fairly well done there is like you said a lot of little detail mm-hmm. yeah i decided not to watch it because i don't want to spoil myself because i know I that you wouldn't want to <laughs> i i wanted to, i wanted to but i didn't want to at the same time it's like watching a movie yeah. trailer or watching too many game trailers like i just want to just want to play this i just want to go there I, we were watching um we're, we're watching all of blackish right now and in the latest episodes they just went to disney world and they had like a vip experience where they got like skip lines and all this stuff for like a short amount of time and uh mm-hmm. it made me want to go want to go back so that's why like after we watched that episode i'm like i don't want to watch any more theme park stuff because like you're saying you know like now i just want to go because i'm i love you know i grew up in ohio next to cedar point america's roller which Coast. is awesome yeah it's the best and um you know, I haven't gone in so many years and I just I love roller coasters. I love theme parks. It's just, you know, and I already told Heather, you know, I said at some point when we can travel to Japan, maybe that'll be our first you know, trip to, to go you know, next year, I guess, 2022, 2023, whenever um, and to go because I definitely want to go and do this and, and see it. I am fascinated what an experience for someone that doesn't speak any Japanese going to a japanese theme park would be like i was thinking the same thing i wondered that too yeah because they have people kind of walking you through and like guiding you through yeah and they're speaking japanese and i'm like oh japanese is so cute and they're so cute but i don't know what they're saying (laughs) yeah so i i want to find that out you know just before Mm -hmm. before ahead i'm sure we'd figure it out right there's a line you get into the line you do the thing but um, yeah, yeah everything else, story, but. yeah, everything else would be ordered <laughs> ordered in in, uh, in Japanese. So I'll be fascinated there. Um, yeah. I well, to... I wonder too because I didn't notice in the queue. Maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention if they were giving multiple language for directions. You know, if you do go I to Disney World, that. a lot of times the directions are given in multiple languages. True. So it would be something that maybe because I I feel like as much as it would be really cool and this would be on the bucket list if I were going. But I I wonder would that's like going to Disney World right now. You know, there's going to be something where you're not experiencing the full effect of the park, whether it's because things are closed down or there's dividers in the way. And, you know, some of that magic has been like tamped down because of the world we live in. So would the language barrier cause a little bit of a disconnect? And and I don't know. You don't know until you experience it. But I'm just curious to see if if it's done in multiple languages, so you know yeah. people from other countries can still experience the full thing. It's a good question. Yeah, I, I would hope it would be. And I think that the nice thing is at least the Universal Studios has already been there, so we could probably get a, you know, what is it like to just go to Universal Studios Japan as a ex tourist? You know what I mean? But mm. it, these are tourist attractions, so I you, you they have to be. Yeah, probably. Yeah, obviously the most of it would be in in it, but I'm wondering if a lot of it's like on smartphones now. You just download an app and you pick the language type of thing, and it would probably help out. I mean, mm. that would be pretty cool. That would be well. very cool. That'd Do like a tour app where you just put in headphones mm. and it kind of translates what you need to know. Boop. Ooh, we put in like little, you know, little like mushroom 
like earbuds. Like, yeah, like, you know, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything to be themed on point. Yep. Uh, well, talking about things in Japan that's not so cool um, to be doing right now is selling hacked Pokemon. Like, who does that? I don't understand. Uh, this this article came out over at Kotaku um, and uh, Asahi, and, and um, this is apparently something that happens um, on occasion, is that there is this, in Japan, there's this unfair competition prevention, preventative act. And what this um, act does is it, it basically, if you are hacking councils, games, and selling things under Japanese law, that is illegal. And you can be fined uh, for that. And apparently this gentleman, who's 23 years old, um, was modifying the Sobble character, which is one of my favorite Pokemon from the latest Pokemon games, and selling them for Sword and Shield. So apparently he had hacked this on his computer some way and was able to basically sell people Sobbles, which I don't even know how you do that and transfer. Maybe it's game save files. It's, it's a little bit weird, but he was selling them for $40 a piece, which is like, wow, yeah, which is like the the same amount as a game. You know what I mean? And um, um, this this person was arrested and fined um, about, uh, you know, as well, which happens. It's crazy. Um, and apparently he had made nearly $11,000 off of these Sobbles. So it's, you know, don't do that, I guess, is the is the is the name of the game. <laughs> but I, I we've heard a lot of hacking games and selling games, but digital items, right, or something that we don't hear about as much. So this to me is is quite interested. So apparently I had perfected, you know, modifying the saved data on the PC and was selling these things. And yeah, did arrest it. Not good. So I, I don't know what the end all be all out, outcome of it will be like for how long was he arrested or not, but totally happened. And um, don't do that. That's the that's the, the end, yeah. end of that story. I think that's what it boils down to is that's bad. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. But I mean, we've seen this before in Animal Crossing too. People were selling golden tools before, you know, they were able to actually have them in their real mm. game and they got in trouble for it. You know, that weird Nintendo black market is not a place you want to be. You'll get in trouble eventually. Yeah. Any black market in general, I think. Yeah, any, sure, any black sure. Let's avoid sure. all. But this as is a, a Nintendo podcast. Let's focus. As on a rule that. of thumb, <laughs> let's just avoid black markets of any kind. Yeah, I just think any that's kind. a good general life. Good life uh, advice. Yeah, general good life <laughs> advice. Uh, all right, so I guess maybe good news, maybe not good news, depending on how you mm. stand. But if you like eclectic, <laughs> cheesy Pokemon clothing. Levi's has you covered literally head to toe. Uh, it's 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 quite the uh, quite the outfit line that they're coming out with. If you like Pikachu specifically, you can definitely, definitely get a Pikachu Canadian tuxedo now. Um, and if you're not familiar with that is that's head to toe denim all in one outfit. And boy, oh boy, are these something to be seen in and about in. They also have socks, sweaters, beanies, all of the Pokemon stuff. You can get a Pokemon themed trucker hats, Pokeball, uh, Pokeball purses. It's something. They have a very green uh, Pokemon pattern outfit, which at first I thought was kind of like those Christmas 
uh, suits that you see on like the, like the pajamas, the ones. Yeah, like the pajamas and stuff <laughs> that you see on like, uh, what is it? The the Elf website there and a couple stuff, things like that. There, some of them are very, very over the top. They do have some more mild themes, hoodies and sweatshirts and crewnecks and stuff, which are kind of just a collection of Pokemon characters stamped onto the clothing. There doesn't seem to really be a style to it. They're just like, oh, people like these Pokemon. Let's slap them on some clothes and that's a way you go overall i am not none of this is very good this is nowhere near what we saw with those pokemon uh shirts that we were talking about a while back those were actually sort of taste tasteful where these are those were tasteful yeah these are (laughs) these are not for me they also have this (laughs) this misty outfit that they're doing which Essentially is a yellow crop top, some denim shorts and red suspenders, which I feel like you could absolutely put together on your own from anywhere else in the world. But they're selling it uh, for a lot. The jeans themselves, the jeans start at $148 and they will be released February 15th. So if you are that big of a fan, you need to be seen in these outfits uh, you need to have $150 ready at minimum. So yeah, Levi's, I, I feel like you, you could, Levi could be doing something really cool with this, this line and they, they opted to go in a different direction. At least, at least for me that this is, this is crazy, crazy clothes. This is what I think happened. I think Levi's got an intern and they said, you should partner the with kids Pokemon. Like? And they did. And they did. They basically took this intern by their word. This intern just happened to be a TikTok personality. And they were like, let's do something 90s. Let's, you know, it's this kid from today who's trying to make things look like they're from the 90s, but missing and just not not you doing feel, a good job. Yeah. No. They, yeah, they actually didn't just, live through the 90s. No culture. So there. they don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, they're trying to basically make something that looks like it from it's from the 90s without yeah. actually knowing what the 90s looked like or any of that stuff. And uh, this is what happened. <laughs> And maybe, you know, I would assume at least for me, I'm not the demographic, I guess, that would be wearing this (laughs) stuff. I'm not entirely sure who 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 is exactly. Maybe maybe you have a very cool Levi Pokemon outfit that you want to send us a photo or something so so we can see it in the wild. You know, we want to catch them all. So if you have a Levi Pokemon outfit that you sport on the regular, shoot us a a photo of that because I am I am very curious about about this. Uh, I I think it's geared more towards like. I don't know, late high school, early college, but early college, you because, think? Uh, now, yes. Oh my goodness! Based okay. on based on how I've seen students dressing, yes, um, <laughs> and just the taste level is very different from what we are into. And I think though the price point conflicts with that a lot. That's why I think there was some sort of intern situation that happened here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the price point is crazy. Yeah. Mats, I will say if if we, you and I both went to UAT together, and I will say that we probably saw some questionable outfits back then as well. True. <laughs> so true. maybe this is that's this is that maybe that's we would probably that, see this, this walking around right now. school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I definitely Weird. think so. I I'm personally interested in the the. Uh, the pika jacket this grass one that the one that's all green with the pants yeah that's i could that's a lot that one is is intense i'm in that yeah. one is would, that's you, a cool. would you sport the full thing because yeah 
Mm-hmm. That's, Canadian that tuxedo. I, I oh. need to see you in this at a company uh, outing or maybe on, a, on your next video, next Xamarin or video. Or maybe next time you go hiking if you want to blend in with the oh, environment. Yeah, this is that. a beautiful hiking outfit. It yeah. is. You really yeah. blend in. Yeah. You're, you're grass type and you're out there in the wild. <laughs> this is awesome. I, I take it all back, Mots. You are absolutely see? right. I'm, I might get yeah. the, the Jigglypuff socks. I think those are really cool. I knew. Um, I knew. As soon as you saw the Jigglypuffs, I was like, Mats is going to be into at least one Jigglypuff thing. Yeah, <laughs> See, but that's what I'm saying. Those are not bad in comparison. Those aren't as bad. No, yeah. those I could see. Because that's, that's socks sort of... Are okay. It's subdued, but it's also saying like, yeah, I'm a fan of this. This mm-hmm. is cool. And maybe, maybe at the as I'm scrolling through the photos here, there's like the, uh, the Pikachu crew neck black sweatshirt okay i could see that if you're like a huge fan or maybe that pink thing yeah pink pink sweatshirt that was not terrible i don't mind the color if it had just a gengar slapped on there i'd be even more excited for it but those things are okay but it's like you said the 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 jeans with this giant pikachu on your thigh like it just seems weird the placement is weird the 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 just the overall design of it is questionable but i you know mats i am all for you getting this this green ensemble i am if that's what will make you happy we'll support you it's what would make me happy i know that (laughs) you getting that and wearing it around would make me happy i'm in (laughs) i I personally think the coolest the coolest part of this whole thing is actually the whole like authentic misty outfit because it does look just like her clothing i could actually see like somebody wearing suspenders like that maybe not with a crop top because that kind of pushes a little too far like cartoony but um, I would say if anybody is looking for a super easy cosplay, like, and they have like a couple hundred dollars that they want to spend, no, this is just, probably the easiest thing you're going to do. No, just buy jean shorts, a crop top and suspenders for $30. Do not buy but this then it's as actually, a cosplay. It's a actual, but it's actually like a Pokemon Levi thing. So it no. makes, I don't no. know. If you no, want to be is... like, I don't know. My opinion, if you want to be an authentic cosplayer, maybe go this route. That's all I'm saying. That is you not know, authentic I'm not cosplay. That's that's commercialized <laughs> Levi that they're selling. They're, nowhere in Pokemon did they have a Levi's brand. It wasn't like this is official. This is No, I'm, I'm not saying overpriced. that. I'm saying it's an actual Pokemon thing as opposed to like cobbling together something. That's, well, that's what I mean. There you go. <laughs> if you want to pay a lot of money for not a lot of clothing that's for you that's what i'm saying you know if they have a couple hundred around they want to do it go for <laughs> yeah it. yeah you know um speaking of game merch uh nintendo has actually like made official dodo airlines gear uh it is on the u.s website only um and apparently all this stuff has been on there for just over a month we just mm-hmm. it just wasn't on our radar <laughs> Yeah, um, but the I saw part... I, I saw this like I was browsing it the other other day. It was funny that you brought this on there because I saw all this stuff and I was like, oh, maybe I should tell Michael and Christina about this. But then I didn't because I I didn't know that like people didn't know about it. Like I thought mm-hmm. that I was late to the game. And I was like, I don't want to tell Michael and Christina. They probably know about this. Cool They'll be stuff. laugh at me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't want to do that. But um, so I, I noticed it was on there a while ago. I just. They've re-updated their store. I just totally d- didn't even notice, which is, you know, no, I noticed, yeah, we, but I didn't want to say We missed it. Yeah. yeah, we missed it. Next time, don't, just just tell us. <laughs> just, just keep talking, um, James. So just, keep, yeah, keep going. just tell us. <laughs> um, my favorite part, though, about this is the clothing is based off of 
the actual in-game clothing. So the pieces look like the Dodo Airlines blue t-shirt that your character can actually wear in-game. They have this really cool um, airline jacket. They have, uh, it, it looks exactly like it does in the game. And I love that. Uh, they also have other t-shirts that are just a variety of things. They have a couple plushies that are things like apples and leaves. They have one of Isabel's face, if you really love Isabel. Um, but yeah, I just, I love that shirt so much. It's so cool. The, Levi, this is how you do clothes based <laughs> around a video game. <laughs> These are so much better. So much better. That Animal yeah. Crossing Nook uh, green jacket is so much cooler That's than cool. yeah. anything that Levi did in their previous story. These are way, way cooler. The Dodo Airlines jacket with some aviators on. Oh, my God. You're going to look just like a real life pilot. You're, it's going to be amazing. The, just like the, a Dodo. Just hat, like a dodo. The hat is really cool. <laughs> I think the hat is my favorite. It's pretty, yeah. it's expensive hat and I don't wear hats, but it is a cool hat. It's like stitched in dodo. And if you had that cool hat, air, you know, the aviator glasses and the jet airlines jacket, people would think you're a pilot just walking around town, just showing off. But yes, that's over a hundred dollars. I'm in. Um, all right, well, let's get on to some other third party news. We've talked a lot about Nintendo. However, there are some new games coming to the Switch and also potentially even more games coming to the Switch, even if Nintendo refuses to give us a direct. Um, over the past uh, you know, you know, year or two, I would say that you know, EA has been bringing more games to the Switch, but also they've announced that you know, they are kind of expanding you know, their, their, their games more on Microsoft, Sony, and PC. And... You know, we never really know with EA what they're doing with the Switch. It kind of feels like they're in on Nintendo consoles, but not in on Nintendo consoles. Cool, you get a FIFA. Maybe you get this other game, but who really knows? Um, and there was a interview over at Eurogamer with one of the directors of Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition, Mac Walters. And they were, of course, you know, always prying them like, hey, like, you know, are you going to bring it to the Switch? Are you going to make many more games from the Switch? You know what I mean? Like, what's the thought process here? Because, you know, there was Mass Effect on Wii U, for example, right? Like that was a thing that that happened at, at some point, which is kind of crazy to think about. And they said, you know, he said, yeah, of course, I'd love to. But, you know, it's not my decision necessarily. But, you know, he said, ultimately, we have to we have a path that we're set on. Is it going to finish that path? Like, going to finish the game and then see where it goes from there? You know, and all these are business decisions. But, you know, who wouldn't want, you know, the legendary edition or updated editions? And we know that these games can play well, right? I was playing Doom. I've been playing, you know, all, all the latest games on it um, that Panic Button, you know, does and ports over. So it's definitely possible to get amazing ports um, on it. And and we'll see here, you know, some other games coming um, as well. But I think that the possibilities are high that you can do amazing things. So hopefully with the amount of sales that the Switch does at some point, you know, can really just... Um, highlighted even more that that you should be bringing your games over to the the switch you know if it's on the switch it doesn't matter yeah just no. port it port just it port it yeah i am i am so excited for the mass effect legendary edition i am excited to play these games again if they came out on the switch i'd be even more excited i'm not i'm not holding out for it and when it does release i want to i guess we'll have to you know test the water and see how how what the temperature is on whether or not this is going to happen for the switch if people are saying yeah it's looking really good or maybe we have an announcement by then i would hold off on buying it because i think playing these games because they are a little bit longer it would make sense for me to have them on the switch but 
I'm so excited to play this trilogy again, and I never was able to finish it. I think I played one and two and never finished or played three. So the fact that I'm going to be able to and have them remastered and look you know, as good as can be, uh, I'm, I'm super excited for more Mass Effect. And I would love, love, love if this was on the Switch. If they did come out on the Switch, it would probably be another Bioshock situation for me. Where yeah, I just absolutely. play all of them in a very short period of time because I love them so much. And yeah, I, I, I think have you would seen love these. Like bits and pieces of Mass Effect. They're the types of games I'm super into. So that would be dangerous for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I remember playing the first, the first and second and just thinking, wow, this is this is crazy. And I loved yeah. the fact that they like carried over. So the decisions you made in the first impacted the second and uh, it was just, it was such a good uh, sci-fi story, and it's just so epic in scale and everything. And and I and I, I'm mm-hmm. also curious to see how it how it translates now. You know, we've we've seen more games like this since, so I'd be really interested to see if it still holds holds true for me. If you know, and and everything that I when I remember it, but I I just think it's going to be a great experience. So no matter what, whether it's on Xbox or or uh, Switch, I'm I'm going to be getting this one. Now, another game that we were just talking about being ported over to the Switch, we got the official announcement that the free-to-play Apex Legends is making its way to the Switch March 9th. I am very excited for this. I have played Apex Legends on Xbox. I really enjoyed it. It was a very good, um, I guess, Battle Royale, if you've played any of those. It's just it's more of that. It's very stylized, very, very cool. A lot of action, a lot of energy when you're dropping in. It's it's a lot of fun. This is being co-developed by Respawn and Panic Button, who we know and love for Doom. Doom. Yeah, and they crushed it with Doom. <laughs> so I'm sure that this is also going to perform very, very well on the Switch. I will be excited to see it, actually, and maybe we'll get some... I probably won't get a demo because it's free to play, but it would be just nice to see it perform on the Switch. But I'm sure it's going to be really, really well done. They are saying that this is going to have everything that you know and love from those larger uh, consoles and the PC version. It's all going to be in there. You're not going to be losing out on anything. It's the full-sized, all the features, bells and whistles. It has it all. You're also going to have cross-platform play, which I think is fantastic now i did read somewhere that you will not have uh i I don't know how how what the what the term is for it but if you create an account on xbox it's not going to be the same account on switch which is unfortunate fortnite has Hmm. that and i wish it did because that's just one of those things where it's nice i can jump in and play it anywhere but for somebody like me that has not put any real time in it on xbox I'm okay with the fact of just starting from scratch on the Switch when I do download this game. So I'm not I'm not yeah. worried about that at all, but I know for people that have put in hours and hours and hours on their Xbox or any other version, they're going to probably be kind of bummed that they don't have all of that and it won't cross over. Um, so it's more like kind of cross, cross-platform. Well, it's cross-platform in the sense that I can play on Switch <laughs> and be... It's full cross-platform. Yeah. It's just not cross-account. Uh, I guess would be the better term for it. Oh, Cross-platform okay. means All I right. can play on Switch and play you on yeah. Xbox. So that is there. That does happen. Um, this is going to be everything that you know, but there are going to optimize it. So there is going to be some tweaks from it if you're familiar with those other versions, but nothing that's going to break the game. It's going to be optimized for you to be playing on the Switch. And because Season 8 just kicked off, when this comes out, you're going to kind of be behind the eight ball a little bit. You're going to be somewhere mid 
mid between season eight and nine. So they are going to give us 30 free levels on the battle pass, which is pretty cool. You're going to have all that extra stuff and switch players will have double XP for the first two weeks. So it'll kind of let you catch up quick to whatever's going on in season eight, which I think is fantastic. And that's a good way to jump right in. I know for sure I will be downloading this and giving it a shot. I like games like this and I enjoyed it on Xbox. I just don't play enough on there. You know what I mean? If I have my Switch around mm-hmm. or I'm on the road or whatever, that's where I'm playing games. So I want to play this on my Switch. And that's what you play Fortnite on most of the time anyway is a Switch, right? Yeah. And I and I loved it yeah, on Xbox, so. but I most of the time play it on my Switch. So and this is yeah. it's very similar to that. If you if you're familiar mm-hmm. with like a uh, any battle royale, really. If you're familiar with a Fortnite or any of those, Apex Legends is just another different stylized version. It's somewhere in between, I would say, um, like, uh, what is it? Bat- PUBG and Fortnite. Like, it's not full on mm-hmm. realistic, but it's not as cartoony as Fortnite. You know what I mean? It's kind of in the between somewhere. And it's a lot of fun. The the characters are unique. The The world created that they created is very unique. Um, I love when you jump out of the plane and this like heavy metal music kicks on and you're just shooting to the ground. It's just like, it's a lot of, it really gets you amped up and you're like, yeah, let's do this. So I think if all of the battle royals, Christian, you may actually like this one. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Just thinking about playing a battle royale, I get nervous, (laughs) but, um, let's, let's hop into the top 10 bestsellers of the week. That was a lot of news this week. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, so this week's list, there were a couple things that mixed it up a little bit. In second place, we have super Mario 3d world Bowser's fury, which is exciting. because that's coming out this week. Everybody's pre-ordering that. We also had in sixth place, ATV drift and tricks, which was, I think one of those 90% off titles. Um, but other than that, it's the usual, you know, there's Stardew Valley in there, there's Hades in there, there's Minecraft, Mario Kart 8, um, Animal Crossing, all those. There were a couple other uh, new games that popped up in the top 30. In 14th place was a game called Cyber Shadow. And then in 30th place was the game that we talked about a little bit last week, Blue Fire. So that made it up there just barely, but it made it in there. <laughs> well, I watched a, I watched a review of that game. It was very good. Um, yeah? Yeah, I've been, yeah, they... So watching the IGN review and it looked it looked super good. And I was like, man, they said it's not too long. They said that you can get through it in like 10 hours or so. Um, they said they which is is good. They said the first half is is pretty on point. And then there's some backtracking in the second half. But um, yeah, I don't know that they, they, they were saying very, very positive things about it. So I'm still on my wish list. I think if it does go down, I will pick it up because it's sort of that you know, hybrid platformer, stealth, hack and slash mm. type of thing. And this has a lot of air maneuvers, which is cool. And there's like auto locking features and whatnot um, that kind of help out with that. But this is very, very good. So I'm I'm uh, I'm interested in it again after watching the review because okay. we were kind of interested and we weren't sure, but we're going to wait for reviews. Yeah. And sure enough, there were some reviews and they say it's pretty good. So nice. I'm, uh, nice. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Did you play mm-hmm. Hollow Knight mods or no? I did not play Hollow Knight. No, I okay. played um, some other similar type of games. But they did. They did say it. It's like a 3D Hollow Knight. They, they, they did. Did make yeah. that reference as well. So mm. yeah, I was. I was curious because it'd be interesting to see how they compare to each other. But I heard the same thing. I heard that it's very well received. If you want a 3D Hollow Knight, then that is the game for you. And it's good to see that it's not just a straight up like knockoff of it, but it seems to be bringing its own thing to the table. So that's good. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, maybe we got some new games coming out this week that we will be see jumping up into the top 30. Who knows? To kick it off, I got the first check coming out February 11th. It's called Undermine for $20. It's being described as an action adventure roguelike, which I don't tend to like roguelikes, but I've had a couple of them the last couple of weeks uh, with a bit of RPG tossed in. Now you got me interested. You're going to adventure deep into the Undermine and discover powerful relics, deadly enemies, hidden secrets, and a few friends to help along the way. What I said when I saw this is this reminded me a lot of the game Moonlighter, which I was playing and really enjoyed. It also has a lot of blazing beaks with both Mots and I both played that. Mm-hmm. And it feels like old school Zelda with the top down dungeons. All of that wrapped into this seems good. I'm into it. I like it. I don't love roguelikes, but I think they can be done well and be interesting and fun. I did look at all of my checks up. They're all on Steam, it seems like. This one has very positive reviews out of 5,561 reviewers. So for $20 undermined, same price on Steam, uh, February 11th, I had to give it a check. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we all have Little Nightmares 2 checked. Check, check, mm-hmm. check. I think we're all a um, wait and hold for price drop and maybe buy it on another console. Not really sure, but uh, I am excited for it. I will play it at some point because, you know, I beat the first one. So I feel inclined (laughs) to be the second one. I did love the first one. We talked about a lot and we played through the demo. We've talked about it. It's coming out. It's happening and you can get it on February 11th. Yeah, I'm all for waiting for a sale on that one. I still think I might do Switch, though. I might still do it on the Switch. I'm not sure. I mean, the, there was a pretty drastic difference in performance. But, uh, yeah. I, if it's I on think... Game Pass, then. Oh, well, then there's no question. Yeah, there's no question. I don't think but... it will be. But if it was, then obviously <laughs> yeah. I'd get it yeah. on Game Pass. But mm-hmm. uh, maybe I get it on Switch. I mean, it depends who, what, where is the price drop happening first? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know? True. See, True. I would keep an eye on this. I'll wait till the price drop and I'll play it in October. I don't mm. want to play this right now. This is a good Halloween game. So I'll play this, you know, hopefully the price drops somewhere and mm. uh, and I'll uh, half. I'd, I'll pay 15. I think that's a solid price for this half off because there's no DLC yeah. yet. Right. Like the other yeah. one we bought, Little Nightmares, I had all the DLC built in uh, and, every, and I don't think it was $30 yeah. even then. So this has no DLC. It's just the game. 30 bucks. Whew. But uh, Halloween, this will be a good one. Yeah, that's Definitely. a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next one is also February 11th is Summer Catchers. It's normally $12. It's on sale for $6. They're describing it as uh, you're going to embark on an epic road trip adventure of a lifetime in Summer Catchers where your trusty wooden car, you must travel to distant lands full of mystery, strange creatures, and exciting races in your quest to finally experience summer. So I was watching some of the trailers for this on Steam again. And it was pretty unique in that I didn't really know when I was looking at the pictures, I just was like, oh, this is a pretty, you know, pixel art game. But then I started watching the trailer for it and I was like, oh, this is like a this isn't what I was expecting, I guess. Essentially, the whole game is played in this cart and you're kind of racing along and doing things and upgrading this cart. And it seems like it's a mix of racing plus story plus a rhythm based game and puzzle elements. And all of that was like. Okay, that's that's unique. I haven't done that too much. Uh, I like the art style of it. We've seen it. It's familiar, but I still like it. And you're going to upgrade and build out this car so that you can do more stuff as you're playing through the game. There's a lot of replayability, which I think is good, especially for $6 right now. And it has 
out of 106 reviews on Steam, it is very positive. So I gave it a check for sure. Six bucks. It's more on Steam. Uh, they don't seem to be having that sale. So it seems worth it for, for the price. The next one I also checked is same day. It's heal. I checked a lot this week. There's <laughs> yeah, you did. You, 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 did. <laughs> you, you played a lot and you checked a lot. I so. did. I did. Uh, this was called Healer's Quest for $15. At first, I was going to pass on this. And I was like, well, I don't know. I watched the trailer. The art style is kind of interesting. It's very, it looks like a children's sort of almost like felt, but an- illustrated. It's like sort of soft edges and kind of interesting look to it. But then I watched the trailer and I saw that it had very positive reviews on Steam and it made me even more interested. So essentially, Healer's Quest is a comedy RPG where you take the role of the healer, which nobody likes healers, uh, and then you're (laughs) part of a team of sort of newbie kind of jerk uh, heroes. So you have the typical heroes. You have the like the the tanks and the the archers and the you know all of these different classes that you know and love from <laughs> RPGs. Except you're playing as the healer, and your job is to just keep them alive. If they die, then the next round they're mopey, they're sad because you weren't able to keep them going, and you have to combat their mood you have to do all this other stuff and as i started watching the trailer more and more i'm like wow there's a lot of depth to this you're basically mastering 22 different spells to successfully buff the party so that you can win there's in-depth skill trees which the tree did seem like it was more complex than i was initially thinking once i went into the trailer i was like oh this looks like a kid's game and then they started to show how you're going to build out your character and build out all of your skills and it started adding some of that depth which i like and which i look for in games you also choose your karma alignment which i don't know exactly how that affects things but you can be good evil or be the victim which it says that it'll change some of the dialogue and some of the story you're going to have legendary loot which is always good you're going to like i said you're going to heal you're going to buff you're going to cure the ailments that befall your team so like if they are depressed because you let one of them die and they become moody you have to combat that and like i said i have 143 reviews it's very positive so why not give it a check I feel like somebody who was a healer in WoW probably got stuck with a really annoying group going through a dungeon, and they're like, I need to make a game out of this. <laughs> yeah, that, that was their, always their experience, and then they yeah. were like, oh, man. Um, the next game all three of us have checked, I'll talk about this one. Uh, it's called The Flower Collectors, it's, uh, coming out, I think, on the same day as the other ones, right? Yeah, the 11th. Um, it's an atmospheric detective murder mystery by Mipumi Games, and it's set in 1977 Barcelona. You play as an ex-cop who's stuck in a wheelchair, and he witnesses a murder, and he teams up with a young, ambitious journalist to find the truth. So you're basically stuck in your apartment. You have a camera, binoculars, a transmitter um, to talk to this other journalist to figure out all this, all these town's little secrets all from your balcony it's inspired by classic crime noir films and i definitely got that vibe when i was watching the trailer and everything and looking through the images and they're also inspired by campo santos firewatch which we all love and i could see a little bit of that influence in it as well the thing i find interesting and they don't even mention any of it at all is all the characters are animals so the detective or the ex-cop is this bear um, I know, Michael, you're going to have a little PTSD when I say bear, but <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and then uh, the detective is a cat and all the people are like animals. And it's just interesting that they didn't even mention it at all because it's, you know, it makes it kind of quirky. But yeah, it seems like a pretty intense game. So 
Yeah, I give this a check for sure. Uh, there is a demo for this if you are interested and you want to check that out before buying it. I've had it downloaded on my Switch. I just haven't gotten around to playing the demo yet, but I think it looks really interesting. I want to check out the gameplay. I do want to play the demo before I would commit to it. But from what I've seen of it, I mean, if it's if it's even anywhere remotely like Firewatch, it's going to be wonderful and i did get that vibe from a couple of things because anytime now i play a game where somebody's talking to me through a walkie-talkie or phone or something like this you get you know this vibe. <laughs> detached voice from somewhere i get that firewatch yeah. vibe and uh yeah i i thought it looked really interesting i th- i really like the art style quite a bit and it is kind of quirky and funny with the with the animals that they don't even acknowledge it's just yeah. a different world yeah. that this is normal yeah it looks pretty cool i'm i'm into it I will mention too, it is normally $20. Right now it's on sale for $17.99. And I just think it's funny because leave it to me to pick a game that's $19.99 because I do that every single week. <laughs> that's your thing, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. All right, I got another one checked. It's called A Ground for $15. This one is you are basically the last human uh, survivor and you need to find yourself or you find yourself stranded on an uninhabited island with a few other victims of a crash and you're going to craft mine build your way to survival so i love any game where you're mining and you're crafting i love that this has rpg elements into it the more i've read into this the more i looked into this the more it seemed like that was not just the the whole point of it there is story there is a sort of stardew valley esque uh, component to this where you're trying to work towards a goal it reminded me a little bit of the the gameplay of a um, subnautica where you are building crafting and you're working your way to this end goal and that seems to be what a lot of this game is about you can raise dragons you can launch yourself into space somehow and it all made me excited to try it out the more i read it the more i watched the trailers the more i got excited for it even though initially when you look at it you're kind of like oh it's a pixel art game there doesn't seem to be much there it seems like they're is actually and i like that i like that there's more than what you would assume and again like a lot of the others that i've checked uh this has very positive reviews on steam so 15 bucks um so on february 12th we all know this is coming out super mario 3d world bowser's fury all of us have two checks on this mods has three checks on this um we're all excited we all basically have it downloaded and ready to go and essentially we we're able to buy this because one of our viewers is listeners e diggy eric is amazing and um gifted us all three of us the game which we're super super great just so, so grateful for it's awesome um mm-hmm. so thank you for being such an awesome listener <laughs> yeah so we will all be able to play it. We will all be able to mm-hmm. review it and we'll have some streams going for this. So pretty cool. Yeah, it's a uh, it super duper nice of them. Uh, it was a really nice email as well. Kind of, you know, kind of just uh, being thankful for the show and thankful for us and just encouragement, which is also nice to hear and uh, very unexpected. And, yep, I think we all have it downloaded waiting for the day of mm-hmm. so, so we can play yeah. through it. So I'm pretty excited for it. just staring at me. It's like, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. So That gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing? Mats, why don't you kick it off? Well, you know, like I talked about earlier, it's all been about pinball for me um, this week. Obviously, that has been my main focus over here with my little cabinet. I've been playing a lot of uh, Pinball FX3. That has been sort of my jam straightforward. 
a lot of attack from Mars, but trying other boards, just really trying out all of the different things with this cabinet. I also, you know, I, I originally had downloaded other pinball games when they had come out to give them a go. And a lot of these things are free and then you buy packs. And I, I noticed that the Zakaria pinball, all the packs were on sale for like 60% off. So I was like, maybe I'll try this out again. And these are more, Zakaria was a real creator of tables, right? And Zen Pinball um, FX3, they specifically, you know, worked with um, Bally's and Williams to recreate some of those tables. And Zakaria Pinball, it's like their tables, right? It's like their, you know, tables that they've made in real life. So they're all real tables um, that are out there. I will say though the the problem that I have with Zakaria or some of the other ones that have come out is I just I don't love their menu systems or there's almost too much customization. The thing I like about Zen Pinball is it's easy to get into. It starts up really quick. There's leaderboards for everything. Um, just something magical about it. So the Zakaria Pinball is you know pretty good. You can play almost every table like on a time limited basis before you buy them. But there's almost too many options. There's like a mechanical table or this other type of table. And like, they're the same ones, but different. I'm like, I don't know what any of this means. It's like, you really got to be a pinball person, which I am uh, overall. And uh, so I'm just like, I, I want to, you know, I want to get into this one, but I can't somehow just because the, the, it just doesn't have that magic of the pinball FX three. So I'm going to continue to try, try it out in some other tables um, I haven't really found myself like wanting to buy it because they're older tables too. They're all tables made from like the sixties and seventies, which I think are fun mm. to play, but they're not ones that I want to like, you know, play over and over and over again. Um, I do like the realistic tables that pinball FX three does, um, which I think is, which is good. Um, but those are the ones that I've been playing, but there's, you know, they have upgrades in this thing. So if you're looking for a realistic pinball, like on points, like what it was in the arcade, then that's maybe a good option. I will say, though, that I just am booting up and maybe next week I'll finally give an update on this, which is the Star Wars pinball, um, which I had bought um, the physical copy of. It was on sale for like 10 bucks, which is a steal. And that one has 19 tables from um, Star Wars, from Pinball FX and Zen Pinball Studios. Um, the, the, the bummer about this game is that it's a separate game compared to just being in Pinball FX that has download packs. But I think it's because they have like this light side versus dark side, like the thing that's going on. And maybe they did this for I think they did this for all the council games, whereas I'm pretty sure on PC, it's just like a download pack and maybe it's just the tables. But that one thing is kind of a bummer to me in general um, about just just sort of just sort of um, I want all in one package. I don't want to have to, you know, bop around in and out of different games, but it does look cool. I'm, I'm a fan of um you know, Star Wars. So I'm excited to see how this plays out and I'll give an update next week, but that's my pinball update adventure. Nice. Yeah. I guess I'll go next because you have a ton, Michael. We'll save the best for last. <laughs> um, besides uh, downloading and pre-purchasing and downloading Super Mario 3D World, um, I went on this really weird random. I, I don't really know what started it. Uh, fitness games. I just, I guess I think what it was is I saw um, a Ring Fit Adventure 
review online. I think Austin John Plays did a really good one. And I, I watched some of that and I was like, you know, I like this idea of fitness games, but A, do they really work? And B, I don't really want to have like this piece of plastic just laying around. I'm, I don't like having just stuff. So I saw in the corner, I think there was the fitness boxing two on Amazon. And I was like, oh, wow, I forgot about that game. And then I remembered that there was a demo for it. So I downloaded the demo. I played all of the demo, almost all the demo on the first day. I just played it for so I played it so much. And it's nice because I had my Fitbit on when I was playing. And I realized that I I got a pretty decent workout from doing just the demo. So I played it a little more the next day. I loved it. And um, I just went ahead and bought it because I enjoyed it so much. I've been playing it every single day. And I will say after you, if you play the demo for a while, you kind of, you get to punch the days on the calendar that you play it. And you kind of get through all the tutorials and like the learn how to do this move and learn how to do that move. Um, When you buy the game, that doesn't all carry over. There's still some like weird little demo things where it's like, oh, there's an uppercut in this exercise. Do you want to learn it? It's like, I already know this. You should should know this. Um, And I think it's just because the demo and the actual game itself is totally separate. I wish it was if you bought the game, the demo would just download the remaining content and remove like the block that it has. Yeah. But no, and so I lost all of my days on the calendar I had, which was super annoying, and it just aggravates me so much. But beyond beyond that, it's a lot of fun. Um, I've been, you know, doing the daily things, and it's nice because once you unlock it, you can basically exercise for as long as you want. You don't have to. Um, there's no limit on it, and it like says it recommends doing 30 minutes. I just did 20 minutes, and. It killed me yesterday. I did it twice. So I basically worked out for 40 minutes. <laughs> but, it, you know, once you unlock that, once you, once you buy the actual game, it gets a lot more difficult. You can speed things up, make things a lot faster. You get to unlock all the music, which I will say they have an Ed Sheeran song in it. And it's terrible. And I had like, you should not put an Ed Sheeran song in a game where you're going to be punching and boxing. Like you need songs that'll make you angry. Mm-hmm. None of the stupid Ed Sheeran, whatever that is. Um, it's like a slow And not song. only that, it's it's like there's nothing like there's no beat, just, like a heavy it's too soft. Gotcha. It's just too soft. There's a beat, but it's just soft. I want something that's gonna make me angry. I want something that's gonna wanna make me punch the air. And none like half of those songs are like one of them is uh girls just wanna have fun. Like I don't wanna punch to that. That's a weird song. Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. Can you <laughs> and then they have can the you change? <laughs> oh god. It's you, like you can, crappy you can licensed music. Um, you can change it. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. You can change the songs. But the thing is, is you have to play through those crappy songs at least once to unlock more. Oh, so I, there is a song. I, there's two songs I really like so far from playing. There's one by Marshmallow that has a really nice, like kind of upbeat sort of beat mm-hmm. to it. And then they have one that's an original song called Self Nocturne. And that one, like when the beat drops, it makes me mad. And I really nice. like that when I'm playing this game. Yeah. So um, and some of the songs, especially the Ed, Sheer- Ed Sheeran one, it's tricky because the song like they have you box on the beat, but the song has a lot of things that are on the off beat. So it kind of messes up the timing a lot. It makes it a little difficult um, in that way when I'm just I'm already have hard enough t- having a hard enough time, you know, making sure that I'm activating my my core and all this stuff while I'm punching. I don't want to have to think about not punching on the wrong beat, like just weird, weird song choices. That's all. Um, but I still love it. I'm playing it every day. It's a good workout. Uh, yeah, I, I recommend if, if you're feeling cooped up at home (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i tried the demo as well with you and did a couple couple things it was okay 
it's not it's not for me. I mean, like I said, I don't really care for that kind of stuff. But um, I think any anything that gets people up and moving is definitely not a bad thing. So if it's definitely, I mean, it's a demo. Check it out. Check out any of yeah, the demos yeah, on it's there, free. you know, yeah, and see yeah. why not. And it seemed like there was a lot to the demo, which I think is good. It's a bummer that this is one mm-hmm. of those demos that doesn't carry over. But it's nice that it's there. It's nice that you can try it. I liked once you start getting the hang of, um, you know, obviously this is. I, I wish there was like a skip tutorial or like a fast tutorial i know how to throw a punch you know what i mean I don't, this is an uppercut i mean just, yeah it's, a, it's like, like the let first me time skip like and- pokemon head where it's like okay i understand the basics just show me how the game works i don't need to know what the punch yeah. is and then we can get yeah. into it but um all in all i i was fine with it and i'll probably play the demo a few more times it's not something i would buy but i think that again if it's something that gets people moving and they're having fun with it then all the all the better and I like too, because like they have you like move and sway to the music as you're doing it. And I feel like a Mortal Kombat character. It's funny because <laughs> it, I found that to be a harder, like that to me made it harder to do the game. And really? I understand they have to have hmm. a beat, but I, I took boxing. Like I, you know what I mean? So the beat and like throwing the punch with this beat was like so off. And, and like making this bob and this weave, like, yes, you move. Obviously, you're moving and you're doing all I that stuff. I think it's more so, it's less about the bobbing. It's more so about the stance that you're in. Because even in volleyball, you have to be in a stance where you're ready to like move and go in any direction you need to go. So I think yeah. that's more so what they're pushing. But because it is a, a dance music well, sort of They game, definitely want you to yeah. bob to the beat. I mean, they have a foot thing that's showing you like on the note, move this foot to this foot to this foot. So they're yeah, they're trying to I teach don't. you the idea of moving, but when you're trying to throw the punch and like in in boxing, you're you are on a beat and you're and you're moving your weight, but you're not doing it to some like sound. You know what I mean? So it's it's that. It's kind of like learning something one way and then having to do it a totally different way than what you've ever learned it. So I think if you have done any sort of training of any kind it may be one of those weird things that you have to get over but in general i thought they did a great job it did feel very uh natural to throw a jab and to throw like the other punches that they teach you in this it felt like you were punching and holding the joy cons felt very natural so it did seem to pick those up well you know i don't know you could just stand there and sit on the couch i guess and just sit there but um because all that's reading is the joy con I don't think so because for these punches, in order for it to read, at least for me, I have to really like snap my punches. If I'm sitting mm-hmm. on the couch being lazy, I'm not going to be snappy like that. You'll have to so, do it. You'll have to do a test but, now that you have the full thing. I'm curious, but I I, I see what you're saying. Though. I know it has the gyro. Yeah. It is reading. I, I would be super interested. What I was curious about was what gives like the ratings, like how, what's the metrics and what are they actually reading from the Joy-Con that is making something more accurate or not? Is it just that it detects movement? Is it detecting, you know, I'm just curious how it physically works because essentially I it's think, only reading those two Joy-Cons. I think it's a couple things because, and the reason I think this is because um, something happened when I was playing yesterday in the first 20 minutes when I was playing and my hands get super sweaty all the time to the point where I almost have to always wear antiperspirant lotion on my hands. It's really gross and nobody ever wants to touch my game controllers because of it. It's fine. Um, but I was holding my Joy-Cons without the um, slider on the side, without the wrist band, I guess, for the first time, first few times I was playing. And yesterday I was playing for so long, my hands got so sweaty. I think my Joy-Cons sort of shorted out for a minute and it wasn't detecting my punches for a little bit 
I kept missing them. And I don't know if it's like my sweat caused like the whatever they're using to detect the punches to just not work properly or something. I, I don't really know what exactly does what in the Joy-Con. So this could be wrong. I don't know. But I just know that they stopped working and my hands were very sweaty. So I had to wear if you suffer from very sweaty hands like me, I had to wear workout gloves and I had to put the the it's really don't laugh at me. Oh boy. It's really I mean gross. you could have just said the Joy-Cons weren't working. I don't think we need the full Well details. no, in case other people play. Listen, I can't be the only person that just melts all the time. Yeah. Um So if you also need wear- a wetsuit when you're playing this game. <laughs> I I had to wear like my workout gloves and everything, and I mean it's it's whatever. Okay, it's but a fun it, game. It start, did it ever come back? Like, did it start working? And what didn't? Yeah, work? it worked fine so after I did that. It wasn't it just reading your punch. Detect my punches. Okay, yeah. so it yeah. also gives you a rating from what I've seen and what you saw, and it gives you like an age mm-hmm. in like three star, two star, oh, one star, 18 whatever. Eighteen years old. That's my and fitness score. My my question is like, why? You know what I mean? Like what? That's what I'm con- confused about. Is it purely on whether or not you hit the box at the perfect time and that gives you like 18 is the youngest rating? Or is it saying, like you said, how quickly you can snap the punch out? Is it reading, is the Joy-Con capable of reading that range of motion and be like, wow, that one really snapped? Or is it just saying like you were able to hit on a on a time and that makes it better or not. That's all. I and it's not I a big think, deal. I, I mean, it gets on, you moving either yeah, way. But no, I think I think based on what I've seen is like you can punch a second late and it'll still say it's like not a second, but like a couple milliseconds late and it'll still say you got a perfect score. So I think it'll be like if it's just a touch off, that'll affect your age. It, I think it depends it. on how reactive you are, how on the beat you are, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Cool. Very very cool. So yeah, yeah, that was fun. We both tried that out. How about uh, you? <laughs> I got a few that I played. I did do some more down in Bermuda, which I was enjoying. That's just the little puzzle game, kind of quiet moment. If you're, you know, getting ready for bed or something like that, you'd pop that on, mm-hmm. play a little bit of that. Very cool. Like I said, I did the fitness boxing. I did fire up Traffics, which we talked about a while back. Mots had played it. Traffics is like a, uh, it's another puzzle game that you're gonna basically you're trying to control the traffic in these. It, it they say that they're like real streets but it's a very minimalist version of it so it it literally could be anywhere when i was watching i'm like oh, okay it's like an intersection sure in barcelona okay yeah I, I guess it is and uh but it's very stylized it's actually really really good once it gets going because you are controlling the traffic lights i you could do touch but i was using the button so let's say initially it's um across the cross has cars coming from one direction that are black cars. That means they don't stop. They just keep going, keep going. Those things you you have no control over. The white cars, you are controlling with the traffic light. So as it comes up to the traffic light, you hit maybe the A button. If you hit it once, it just means that car goes through. If you hit it twice, it makes it a green light and the cars just keep on going until you tell them not to. So if you have black cars going, you're going to time it so that you're like not hitting anything. And, and even the crashes are very well done. So when they do hit each other, you have to quickly clear them out of the way. Otherwise, you get a traffic jam, you get cars hitting each other, and you only have a limited amount of crashes that you can do each turn before you fail, basically. And then the amount of successful cars that you go through the intersection works towards your goal. And if you can do it all without any crashes, you get three stars. And then little by little, it gets more and more complicated. You have roundabouts, you have you know these weird intersections, and each 
light is attached to a different button. So it really started working this other part. You you almost were looking at the dead center of the screen and trying to watch you know, the cars coming from all the different directions without literally looking right at them and hitting A, B, A, B, and trying to working through these puzzles instead of just sitting there looking at something and just saying like, okay, well, you know, I, I move this and then this is going to happen. This was actually real time. It was a lot of fun. The more complicated the puzzles got, the music is is well done. The art style is very well done. It's on sale right now for like 350. So it's it's definitely worth the money if you ask me. And it was a lot of fun. I think it's uh it's pretty cool. I downloaded Urban Flow as well when that was on sale and I haven't got a chance to play that, but they are vastly different art style wise. Traffics is much more minimalist. Urban Flow looks more like a you know, like a SimCity type uh, design to it. But either way, you're both just controlling traffic. And uh, I think this one was a good one. I think if you're looking for a fun puzzle game that is also challenging, this is this is one that stands out. Then I did try Skyforge. We talked about that. It's a free-to-play game that came out recently. It's, they're saying it's an... Uh, an MMORPG, so if you think like World of Warcraft, except I would say it is much more like Dauntless. It is not an open world, even though they do say, you know, explore the open world. It's it's not. You you have a hub town where your hub city, where your character becomes an immortal and you are building up this character's uh you know, armor and spells and all this different class stuff. And then you go out on these missions to do things. Overall, I will say it's been fun, It's especially when you start getting gear and start doing things. It's kind of cool to see your character, you know, becoming more custom and more for you. Initially, you only have three classes to choose from, but those classes do unlock as you progress through the game. And then you can at any time change the class that you want to level. So right now I'm basically a, a frost mage. I don't know what it's called in Skyforge, but I'm, I'm a frost mage. So I have spells and, and techniques that are for that character. And the more I use that character, the more those will level up. My other classes have no experience on them yet. So I could switch to those at any point and become essentially a healer for the group, or I could become the tank for the group. And then as I unlock the rogue or the paladin or whatever else, you get to start leveling those up and the clothing changes and the attacks change and the look of your character changes. Uh, so all in all, I will say it's, it's good. The graphics are a little rough around the edges. There's some weird quirks where the voiceover will just stop and the text is there, but it's like it just cut out for whatever reason. A little weird, but the game has played fine. I've been on a few missions now. I've played with other real life people and I haven't had any issues. There's no like drops. It doesn't boot me out. Uh, a little bit of load times here and there, but all in all for a free game, I would say definitely check out Skyforge. Dauntless, like I said, is similar. So if you like that or love that, you may also like or love this, but I don't know if me personally, because I play WoW, uh, if I need this game, right? So I played it. I'm putting a little bit of time on it. I'm enjoying it somewhat, but I don't know if I need this. And uh, it's definitely worth checking out for somebody that maybe doesn't have those other games to play and you're looking for a free to play. They they do add for ask for money because you can unlock all your classes at once. So if you want to buy that pack, you can, but I, I don't think it's necessary to do that. The last two that I've been doing is The Long Dark. I did stream more of that yesterday. We finally started season two and we've been just 
cranking along in that game as fast as you can in a game that is the long dark. It, uh, I would say we're making progress much, much faster than last time. There's a lot happening. I am not, this, it's, it's Episode two seems easy compared to episode one. And maybe it's just because I have more experience with it, or maybe they tweaked it for episode two when they released it. But there is just so much stuff, so much firewood, so much food, so much clothing. I I'm I'm I, I cannot even walk half the time in the game because I have 30 extra pounds <laughs> of stuff in my bag. Um, but yeah, I have a gun now, I have flares galore. I, I'm I I there's no problem. I do not feel like I'm surviving. I am thriving in the wild now at this point in this game. Uh, I just throw caution to the wind half the time. I just go for it. And like the first episode, I felt like I was constantly on the verge of death. This one, I feel like I could just do anything. I'm I'm just a god of the woods at this point. So The Long Dark, I've streamed it. You can watch you're, that. You're a god of the woods one misstep away from spraining your ankle. <laughs> yeah, at any point I could I could hurt myself. But I am a god of the woods. It's my Achilles heel, if you will. I, uh, I could just have a sprained uh. ankle. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I did play some more after the stream yesterday where I got to explore the uh, dam area. And it was just a blast. Nobody would have wanted to watch it just because... I had literally 60 pounds of stuff in a 30 pound bag. So I was moving so, so slow, but it was so fun to explore this rundown abandoned old dam. And there was like three layers and there's bodies here and there. And there's like just stuff that I was finding all over the place. So I'm excited to jump back into streaming some more so we can continue the story and see where it goes because I'm having a blast. Did you export this to our YouTube channel too? Uh, the newest stream I have not, uh, do it is, okay. it's on Twitch, but I will yeah. at some point today, uh, export it over to YouTube. So by, by the time this comes out, yes, it'll probably be on there. Check it out. Yeah. So on Fortnite, I did pop this in and then I am all done talking about all the millions of games I've been playing. Uh, there is a <laughs> current limited time mode called Mando's Bounty. And I will say this is a blast. You basically become the target of the Mandalorian and you have to survive both the Mandalorian and the other players because you'll get those little, uh, what are they, the pogs there where it tells you who you're looking for in the game and it pops up with mm -hmm. their photo and it puts a, like a little target on the map and you have to go there and you kill that person and then oh, you get geez. credits. So then if you are able to kill that person, then you become a target of somebody else or you get the next target or something happens. And little by little, once you become like the top of the leaderboard, the Mandalorian is hunting you now and you have to be able to outsurvive him in order to win the, the, the match. And it has been so, so fun to play. Uh, I'm really, really enjoying it. It's cool seeing the, when the, like the music comes on and you're like, Oh boy, the Mandalorian's hunting me. <laughs> I have not been able to get number one yet. I have gotten to second place and I'm not sure how, because mm -hmm. I didn't get killed, but I just, it just ended. So somebody must've hit number one, you know, cause you can, if you get enough kills mm -hmm. and you get enough credits, you win the match. So I was right there. I was so close. And if you do survive it, if you do get number one, you get a best car umbrella by getting the victory Royale and it's got the mud horde signet on there. And, uh, I'm gunning for that. You can play this. I think by time the pod, by time we release the podcast, I think it's over. You get another day or two to play, uh, Mando's bounty. And it is very, very cool. It is my favorite, um, uh, mode at the moment. Nice. I'm going to have to boot be it so up scared. and try it. Oh, it's so cool. I'd be so scared so of fun. everybody chasing me. I'd be like, just, I, just take me. Yeah, just freeze I, me in carbonite. The, the <laughs> I more you run. play the game, I mean, it's so easy. <laughs> like like I said, I, I'm jumping in there on Switch and it's like, I, 
it's it's not that hard at all and it's and it's a blast to just play around i mean you know who you're hunting and it's fun to know like somebody's hunting you and it's just so cool and i love 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 when you get the kill and then when you hear the mandalorian's Mm -hmm. music kick on you're like oh boy and uh then you know it is on and it's it's a blast i'm really much i think you should definitely try it (laughs) at least once or twice before the mode is over because you're gonna love it I will boot it up and I will definitely check it out. Oh my goodness. All right. I got to run. I know we got to run. Uh, thanks for those uh, updates. I'm, I'm now updating Fortnite right now. Nice, all right, nice. cool. All right. Well, thanks everyone <laughs> for tuning in. Head to nintendodispatch.com for all of the goodies and check us out on Twitch at twitch.tv slash nintendodispatch. Until next time, thanks for listening.